Hello, and thank you for joining the Voice of Many podcast with your host, Yolanda, and co-host, Vanessa. Thank you so much for joining us today. Um, with the economy in a situation that it is, with the stock market being down, the cost of living continues to increase with no decrease at all in sight. Um, today, even when you look at retirement, you have to wonder if it's even in the cards for you. Our guest today is here to help provide some assistance for everyone. We want to welcome to the Voice of Many podcast show, Mr. Troy Holt. Thank you for joining us. Thank you, uh, Yolanda and Vanessa. Thank you guys for giving me the opportunity to to be here. Um, I'm not for sure how you want us to start, but uh, you know, we, you can ask me some questions, whatever. Okay. I'm ready. Uh, <laughs> but I do truly appreciate the opportunity to come and share the message and my passion uh, about financial literacy. Look, thank you so much. You're welcome. Because like I say, it is definitely needed. And if you will provide um, our listeners with a little bit of your background, a little background information. Sure. Sure. So uh, I've been in this industry about 22 years. Uh, originally started uh, uh, with American Express Financial Advisors and I started, I uh, had an insurance license and a stockbroker's license. Don't currently don't have the uh, stockbroker's license. I had it for a few years. So I strictly uh, uh, insurance license. I'm licensed in 17 states. And what, what the thing that I found, so let me, let me share some numbers uh, with you. And this is really, really important uh, for the African-American community. And I'm not saying any other community doesn't need financial education or financial literacy, but especially the African-American community. And one of the things is that people don't understand is that in our, in, in, the, in our community, but let me give you some statistics. So the medium net worth, the net worth is assets minus liability. The medium net worth for a white family is 189,000. If it's a black family, it's 24,000. I did not make any mistakes on those numbers, 189, 24,000. If it's a single black female household, the medium net worth is only 7,000. So it goes even lower with the single black uh, female household, 7,000. Not only that, in America, for every dollar that a white male makes, a white female makes 82 cents on the dollar. If it's a black female, she makes 68 cents on the high end, 58 cents on the low end. So a white male makes a dollar, a low end on the black female is 58 cents for every dollar. But on top of that, black women are some of the most educated women in America. They have been told, you know, to improve your lot, go to school, get an education, uh, to get some certificates, but they carry the most student on debt and get paid the least. True. And so these are things that I'm passionate about. It's a gender gap, it's a racial wealth gap. And people ask, well, well what, are, what, what are some of the problems? So, so, so there's kind of three, four, four problems here. Number one, uh, if you go back and look at our history as a group of people, uh, the, the government, it was, it was a, a thing called redlining where we were, uh, not able to buy houses in certain uh, areas. And it was a red line. Uh, uh, the government wouldn't allow these uh, uh, houses for us to buy houses in an area. And so also in those areas, the, uh, the, the housing was lower, the property value was lower, they got less money for taxes, for schools and things like that. 
So you have the government is of one issue, then also corporations. Um, you know, the, the corporations didn't uh, loan to us, didn't give us the opportunities. Uh, but also you have the, the other issue is uh, society. Society didn't want us in certain areas of certain communities, neighborhoods. And then the fourth prong of that is us. You know, some of the problem is us. We can't put it all on other issues. Some of the problem is us. Uh, we don't uh, take our finances seriously. Uh, we don't uh, um, take education. It's, you know, uh, many times we say we don't have the money, but we are some of the biggest consumers and we need to be more producers and more wealth. So so it's a four prong problem in the issues why we have. And so I have a passion to be able to, if I can just help one, to be able to close that wealth, wealth gap. That's so true. So we know that over 90% of Americans right now um, are having a hard time keeping that, um, how do you say, their biggest financial tailspin right now, mm -hmm. especially with COVID and everything mm -hmm. else. And like my mom said, everything is going up. How are they also supposed to keep that $400 emergency um, money in there because a lot of us cannot do that at all. Yeah. So, you know, there's a number of challenges. Again, I said, you know, if a black male is 76 cents on the dollar, so a black male gets paid even less. Uh, some of that is we don't make a lot of money. Uh, we get paid some of the lowest jobs and lowest positions. Uh, what I do tell people, and everybody can do this, uh, one of the simplest, most the, the the first thing they can do, the most simplest things they they do, is to pay themselves first. And what I mean by that, now I'm a man of faith, so I'm gonna pay uh, take uh, pay God for, first, but but I'm gonna also pay myself. And so people say, well, how much should I pay myself? It doesn't matter. The amount doesn't even matter. It's the mindset and the discipline. So if you start with a nickel, put away a nickel every paycheck. If it's a dollar, whatever it is, uh, the amount is not important starting out. It's the mindset and the discipline. And so every time you get something, put it away. Now, it may be times that what you put away, you have to use it because you're short somewhere. But at least you've gotten in the mindset and the discipline of put it away. Now, if if you want to if you want to say if you want to put away and say you want to accumulate one hundred dollars, if you can't put away a dollar you never get to the hundred dollars. So I tell people if they start somewhere, uh, 10%, now no, normally what I do is I put 10%, uh, you know, I, I put away 10% and technically it's, it's, it's probably about 70%. Uh, I mean, uh, the other 70% I, I get to use, uh, spend because of, uh, about 20% goes to the ministry. Mm -hmm. And so so I tell people, say, you know, pay yourself first. That's the first thing is, I don't care if it's a dollar, I don't care if it's a dime, I don't care if it's five, just get in the habit of doing that. And if you can set it up uh, where it's automatic, you know, withdraw or or go directly into your bank. That way uh, you, you won't mess, you won't have the temptation of spending it. So we've got to figure out ways to increase our income but we also got to pay ourselves. Mm -hmm. And then on top of that, when we get increases, we can't go spin and splurge. Now, I tell people, I, I think it's, it's healthy and wise, excuse me, every now and then 
you 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 do do something for yourself. Mm-hmm. You know, uh, it's kind of like if you're going to fast uh, or somebody is, is bending from drugs and then they get back and then they get to go back. So every now and then, you know, do something special for yourself because you accomplished this. But we've got to pay ourselves first and figure out ways to generate more income. And one of the ways is starting a side hustle or side business to generate a secondary income. Don't spend it. Now you got to take it and either put it back into that business or put it on on saving. I wouldn't necessarily recommend putting it all on debt. You do want to pay those debts down, but you still need to have something in savings. Because if you have, uh, for an example, um, if somebody got a lump sum of money, I've told people this. So, so they can say they say they get they got a lump sum of money and they got a mortgage. So they say I want to pay the mortgage off. Why? Now it may be a time that it may be the perfect strategy, but now you cash poor. All you got is a house. You don't have no liquid asset. You can sell the house, or you could rebar. You may have to go back and rebar. So you don't have you don't have nothing if you need cash to, to do something. So if you pay it off and you cash poor. Why do that? And you may not live there, but five years and then you refinance or sell it. So why tie your money up in the house, put it in other areas that you can liquidate it and use it? That's just my strategy or philosophy. I hope that answered the question, but that's I know went uh, a long way. No, around. That, was, that was that was good. So what would you say is the biggest financial crisis in America right now? It is the financial literacy. That's the biggest uh, crisis. Biggest thing. Okay. And, I, and I think the second thing is financial illiteracy. But the second thing is, I think, is not implementing what you've learned. Okay. So many times we gather information, we get education, but we don't implement what we learn. We put it off and we procrastinate. And so that end, ends up hindering us. So I think the first thing is getting educated. And then second thing, uh, implementation. Okay. So for um, in a few short months, tax season is going to get ready to come up. What is one of the most um, underutilized financial program or legal avoidance that we could use to help us in any kind of way? Uh, probably a, a, a cash value life insurance policy. Mm. Uh, and here's the reason. Uh, there's different types of, 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 of insurance. So you have uh, term and you have permanent. And so the simple way to to understand the two uh, term is like uh, renting a home. Permanent is like owning a home. Mm-hmm. Term uh, means period or time or temporary. And permanent means your whole life, as long as the premiums are paid. Uh, term doesn't build cash or equity. Permanent build cash or equity. Term tends to be less costly. Permanent is going to be a little bit more costly. But here's why I like about the permanent side. And there's different types of permanent, so not all, all perm is, is e- equal. But there's a permanent policy called an index universal life. It's not for everybody, but it's a policy that number one you can put. Uh, uh, so so right now for an IRA you can put six thousand dollars a year in. You can put more in a four hundred one k. But number one is you could put more than that $6,000. It depends on how much death benefit you get. So you can put more than 6000 That cash in that policy grows tax deferred. Not only that, the, po- the cash in the policy, when you're ready to take it out, you want to, uh, you can, the, the withdrawals are tax free. 
And there's a certain way you do that, but it's tax free. So so you grow so so it may grow a half million dollars and it's tax uh it's grown tax deferred and you can uh, uh take distribution tax free done properly. Not only that, this same policy uh is if you have children that are getting ready to go to college and you have to fill out a financial aid, uh it's not counted against the FAFSA uh, app because it's not considered an asset. Even the cash you got built up in there. Also, also, uh, you can take out a, a loan provision within the policy. That's how you get the cash, uh, the uh, cash tax free. But within that loan provision, you don't have to qualify. You don't have to prove your money. You can you can uh, borrow the money. And then the, another reason is because uh, it's exempt. Uh, not all states, but most states is exempt from creditors and lawsuits. Uh, so not not all states you have to check the states so it has those exemptions but then on top of that you have a death benefit in the event the one that is insured if you pass you can your family or beneficiary get the death benefit then on top of that uh you have on riders not on all of them but on certain ones you have a rider so if you have a, a critical illness where you had a heart attack or a stroke you can get cash uh, from the policy from the death benefit to pay bills or whatever you want. A doctor has to sign off on it. So you have all these benefits and you can kill two, three, four, five, six birds with one stone. That's what I like about the index universal life. Now it's not for everybody and everybody uh, there's philosophies and people agree and don't agree, but that's what I like. It's interesting. Very interesting. Um, like to know more about that. Um, sure. Especially with, the way things are now, I know they're hard. And mm-hmm. that's a fear with a lot of people yeah. now is that, well, how you expect me to be able to do this? And I can barely make it now. That goes sure. back to sure. the got, knowledge. and the I discipline. got a solution. So I got a solution. So back to Vanessa's <clears throat> question. She mentioned about tax time. Single mother, hypothetically, she get $8,000 back in taxes. Okay. So first of all, hopefully she has some life insurance on herself, okay? But $8,000, take $2,000 of that money, mm-hmm. drop it in an index universal life policy, but write the policy on the child. The reason, be, reason being because you write the policy on the child is because the cost of insurance is less on a, a child. So your money is going to work better for you uh, because the money is on the money is on the child and not on the adult. For me, I'm 55. It's gonna cost me more. My money's not gonna work uh, as fast and better uh, because of my age. Because the, the older you get, if you got health issues, it costs you more for the insurance. So put it on the child. And if she do that, let's say she do that five years, she's put two thousand dollars. She's got ten thousand dollars in that policy, and that policy could sit and just grow. And that child gets sixty uh, with that compound. It could be half a million, a million dollars. And we call that strategy the million dollar baby, leaving your child a million dollars because you. And so so that's not a lot of money. Just instead of spending on all other stuff, that eight thousand dollars, take two thousand and just drop it into that that policy. Okay, All right. That was good. So let me ask you this. Can you share (laughs) with us a little bit about uh, I know we're covering a lot of information here, Mm -hmm. but can you share with us? Um, what is the rule of 72 and how is very important in playing a role in our lives today? Okay. So the rule of 72 basically is this. You take 
the interest rate of whatever you get in. So uh, let's uh, for uh, let's take a number. Say so. Give me a number. So interest is, rate. What is, oh, so? Let me ask you this: what what's a, what what's a savings account? One point six. One point six. All right. So you take one point six. Hold on. Let me uh, let me get my uh, calculator out. If I can get in my phone. I got you. Go ahead. All right. So take 1.6, and, and this is a, a, a one of the eighth wonders of the world. It's, it's, it's a little mental uh, math. So take 1.6 and divide it by 72. Okay. You got 0 0.022. 0 0.022. So you take that. Or did we did we flip it around? Hold on, make sure we did it right. Uh, Wait a minute, we might have did it the backwards. Oh, so that would should have been forty five. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. So one point six interest rate you're getting is going to take you forty five years for your money to double. Mm. Okay. So you take the interest rate that you're getting. And divided by 72, and that tells you how much, how long it's going to take your interest to double. I mean, your money to double 45 years. Now, the average savings account is getting 0.09%, not even 1%. Oh, yeah. So if you take that and divide it by 72, I think it's uh, 800 years. No, I'm sorry, it's uh, uh, 0.1, I think maybe 800 years. Uh, to for your money to double. Mm -hmm. So putting your money, leaving your money in all your money in a savings account is not the wisest thing. National banks is giving you 0.01%. Uh, CDs, you may be getting one or 2%. So that's how long it takes your money to double. And so part of that is educating people is how can you get a higher interest rate in your money so it doubles quicker. So if you take that same 72 and divide by six, you're getting 6%, which is conservative. It's going to take your uh, money 12 years to double versus 45. Mm, okay. So that's what the rule of 72 is. Whatever your interest rate you get, divided by 72, and that's how long it takes your money to double. Wow. Okay. That was good. That was good. Good way of so, looking. Yeah. So go go look at your accounts and your interest. Oh, and, and, and the opposite. The interest rate on your credit card divided by 72. And that's how long it takes the banks for their money to double. <laughs> yeah. This this quick. Yes. Yes. <laughs> too quick. Too yes. Quick. Yes. Well, Vanessa, I will I will let you go with with the next part. Um, share with us a little bit about your book and how it can help all of us and educate us a little bit better on our financial um, status. Sure. So first of all, I want to say this. I'm not the author of the book, so I want to make that disclaimer. So it's a book called How Money Works, and the subtitle is uh, Stop Being a Sucker. And it's a play on words and a little sarcasm, uh, but it comes from uh, a sucker, a sucker is somebody who's tricked, bamboozled, deceived. And that's what it means. Stop being tricked, bamboozled, deceived. 
Uh, the book is, is very educational and entertaining. So a middle schooler can read the book and understand the co concept. So it's basically talk about the million dollar baby, the rule of 72. Uh, it talks about uh, these strategies. It breaks down the difference between term and permanent insurance. It covers the seven money milestones, which is a blueprint. Uh, milestone number one is a financial education. Number two is uh, a, a protecting wealth. I'm, uh, I'm sorry, uh, uh, proper protection. Number three is emergency fund. Number four is debt management. Five is cash flow. Six is uh, building wealth. And seven is protecting wealth. And protecting is dealing with wheels and trust and those seven money milestones. So it covers that. So we give out the book for free. There's no uh, charge or obligation. The only obligation is uh, for a person to receive the book. Uh, I'll ship out the book directly to a person they have to sit down with me one-on-one -on -one and let me explain the book. And we do basically a financial needs analysis. Uh, that's the only requirement, but they do not have to purchase or anything. Uh, but we mail the book out to them and then set up an appointment, you know, to, to go deeper dive in the book and show them how we can apply the principles for their situation. All right. And how can our listeners and viewers learn more about you and get in touch with you? Sure. So first of all, they can go to my website. It's troyholt.com, T-R-O-Y-H-O-L-T.com. They can go there uh, and they can also have uh, my contact information is there. Also my calendar, they can get on my calendar, get on my calendar on the website. Uh, the website also has uh, some information on there. It has some presentations. There's presentations that if I do a Zoom presentation, you will see the presentation that I do is, is numerous presentations. You can go in there and click on them and, and see uh, there's a, a ebook uh, they can click on newsletters. Uh, but also I'm on uh, LinkedIn, heavily on LinkedIn. I'm on uh, Twitter. I'm on Instagram and also uh, Facebook. So I'm on social media a lot. I do share a lot on social media. Uh, matter of fact, if you go to LinkedIn and it's also on Facebook, I do have a Facebook group. How Money Works, a TH Consulting Facebook group. Uh, you can join that. Uh, but also uh, uh, Monday, no, let me see, Tuesday, Tuesday, uh, we did it on LinkedIn, Facebook, and Twitter. And me and a estate planning attorney, we did a, um, we did a live. Uh, she's a estate planning attorney in South Florida. Uh, this uh, week is National Estate Planning Week. And so so she shares, she's very, uh, very knowledgeable, very, she loved to educate. And so we just did a webinar dealing with estate planning. So, which is huge. I mean, it's one of those things, uh, Aretha Franklin, you think about Aretha Franklin, you think about Prince, none of these had estate plans. Uh, Chadwick Bozeman didn't have estate plans. And so these are big issues. A little tip I want to leave. I know you guys want to wrap up a little no, tip. No, no, because I, I want to ask you about something else, but go right ahead. Okay, a little tip, since I'm on it, it's not wise to make your minor children as beneficiaries on your life insurance policies. The reason being is because if you pass, a minor cannot accept cash. So what happens is you have to go to court, pay court costs, whoever is taking over uh, your children, they got to go to court, pay court costs, attorney fees to appoint a guardian for you to get the money, for them to get the money. They will get the money, but uh, it's it costs more and it's not wise for putting the uh, uh, making the minor children a beneficiary. So find somebody 
you know who you trust or take care of your children, or you could set up a trust uh, and then uh, put the policy in the trust and if something happened. But but I would consult with a attorney on the trust part, but, but my recommendation don't make minor children a beneficiary. All right. Uh, question. Uh, that's, that's real, real good. I'd like to have you back for that part because sure. we as people of color, we don't mm -hmm. know. And there's so many of us that do not have a will. There's so many right. of us that have no clue really what the trust is all about. Um, mm -hmm. The pros and cons about just um, doing a will and not having it. But um, yeah. I would really, and I know Vanessa would too, uh, and we have another guest that, that is in this. Women of color mm -hmm. being in the stock market. Mm -hmm. um, we're in the stock market. Um, mm -hmm. But educating more women mm -hmm. about the stock market, um, that would be really helpful to have you back. And we have to understand, too, that a lot of the language terms that are used in the start mm -hmm. market is to bring that fear in mm -hmm. our minds and confusion on how the start market works, what to look for, the ins and outs, knowing when to pull your money out, when to sell this and, and go into others. But if you will, I know I'm putting it out there now, but if you will come back and talk with us about the start market. I so would really let, me, love that. let me say this, Yolanda. So the start market is not my lane. I stay in my lane. Now, I, I will say this. I had license years ago. Uh, originally, when I started American Express, I had Series 7, so I could deal with stocks. Mm -hmm. But what I found is uh, stocks is uh, most of the people that I knew didn't have stocks. They maybe yeah. had a 401k. And so it was one, yeah. one, of those, it was one of those things that I wanted to keep paying money for to keep renewing my license. And I wasn't getting the ROI. Now, uh, I can bring somebody on. That, that's their their lanes. My lane is is on the life side. And I tell people like this. So so there are some people that are argue uh, invested in the stock market versus using an insurance policy. I like using the insurance policy because I don't you don't have to pay capital gains tax. True. That's you don't right. have to worry. You don't have to worry about losses. I didn't tell you about that mm -hmm. part with the growth in the insurance policy. You'll never lose the principal. So you don't have to worry about the losses now. Should a person not invest in stock? No. Uh -uh. So this is how I look at it. So everybody's trying to, they have a goal they're trying to reach and they're trying to build this house. And so building a house, you need tools. So a hammer, a saw, and a drill, all those are tools. Each tool has a particular function and a particular pur a purpose. No tool is better than the other. It just has a particular a function and purpose. Right. Stocks is a tool. The life insurance is a tool. Just my lane is on the life insurance side. I don't use that tool. Uh, but I think people should have all the tools if yes. they have the disposable income and they can suffer the loss, have a little bit of all because you don't want to have all your eggs mm -hmm. in one basket. Yeah. That's my philosophy. Yeah. And and patience. It takes patience. Yeah, it does. Um, it does. I mean, and. And we'll get into this later, y'all. Yeah. Hey, I'll come back and, and be able to um, have your um, advisor that you recommend yeah. to come back for us. It, it is so good for us to have the knowledge, to be educated on what's out there. 
um, because we're missing out on many great opportunities. Mm -hmm. And that is what Vanessa and I are all about is educating, bringing forth the knowledge that is needed to at least get you thinking, to -hmm. get you motivated um, into being able to do better for yourself, for your for your family and for those that you're leaving behind, you know, you want to be able to know and be able to do the very best that you can do. And with that, Troy, thank you so very much for for joining us. Thank you. And thank you to those of you who are watching and listening. And if you have any questions or suggestions, please contact us on our social media outlets. And please don't forget to hit that like and subscribe button as we don't want you to miss out on any of our great topics or our amazing guests. We will see you all soon.